Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled the top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. All right, this one's in the honor of the Pope, okay? You ready? Well, it's actually kind of a, well, maybe. If pretending to be cycling experts was a religion, we would all be the status of John Travolta and Tom Cruise, and the religion you would all give your money to give your money to without a doubt would be pack filler that was really shitty that was about the worst one yet fuck pack filler like pack filler is a religion yes it is a religion that would put us at god status no we would be like tom cruise and john travolta very high up in the status really because of their status in scientology don't they have like tunnels and shit i mean scientology yeah there's like a mountain of scientology where they have tunnels and stuff like that yeah, it's like bad. a fort. Yeah, it's a little, sweet. It's like it's like North Korea, but really plush. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that is trying desperately to be free of everything associated with the letters E, P, and O. In the Pack Filler Studios, I'm Pat Mulder. I'm Mark Hudson. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, I, I actually I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I do have a challenge of the day for you because I was I was actually emailed a challenge of the day for you. So we're, we're going to have to see how that one goes. <laughs> Harder than it, Sean it, Kelly and Katniss Everdeen? Yeah, this one might be a little more tough and it, it is actually timely. So it should be interesting. Should I just do it now? No, let me let me just say it right now then. Bring it. 
Bring it, bitch. Bring it, what you got? Um, we we've been busy. We you know we were out on the road for our last show, and um, I had a great interview with a fine gentleman by the name of Steve Bauer a couple weeks ago, and that was a lot of fun episode. And um, here we are back. We finally got a chance to just have just just the two of us throwing some shows down. Exactly. So. Um, Okay, hit me with the challenge. Okay, okay, I won't mention this. Spon- I'll get to this. I gotta soon. know. <laughs> so I was told in an email today to throw this reference at you. See how many times you could refer to the Pope and pie as many times as possible in the show. Pie, because today is three fourteen. Are we talking pie as in three fourteen or as in yeah. pie? Pie as in three fourteen. Okay. Right. So Pope and pie. I don't know if you have to compare them or not. Oh, wait, that's really tough on the mics. Trying, I'm going to adjust my mic stand. It's really noisy. I mean, no, I mean, that does sound difficult. I mean, that's about as difficult as trying to figure out the way they pick the Pope is just as easy <laughs> as trying to figure out where Pi ends. Ding! There's one right there. There's one right there. Hey, the show is brought to you by the fine support of the Sufferfest. Dave McQuillan over there. New video from the Sufferfest Studios. Did you know there's been 3.14 Popes in my lifetime? <laughs> Has there? Like John... <laughs> John Francis. John Paul Ringo. No, John. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we. I don't want to be Pope this time. I'm the uh, fifth Beatle. <laughs> Dave's over at the Zufferfest has a new video out. Blender, okay? This one is called Blender. This one, total running time, in case you did not know, one hour and 40 minutes. As in you feel like you've been through a... Blender. Yeah, this one is an actual... I'm convinced it's a death march. Um, I have a copy of it, and I have not had the balls to do it yet. My training week we're going to get into has been just absolute garbage this week. The first bad week I've had since, well, since about seven or eight weeks. But um, he, I'm looking at the schedule of what he's got on here. Interval set, longer intervals of threshold, VO2 max kind of things. Got a ton of those. And then you've got uh, second intervals, short, intense power Intervals, VO2 max, anaerobic capacity. Holy shit. Um, hour and 40 minutes. Ouch. Going full bore. The word is you will need a bigger bucket beside the bike. So uh, It's a Monty Python reference. Yes. I n- no, bring me another bucket. Yeah. You're going to need a bigger bucket. No, you bring need a bigger a, boat. Was, you need a bigger a boat. That's Jaws. Bigger boat. Bring me a bucket. Bring me a bucket. Yeah. Bring me another one. I think he's just... Fuck just, off, I'm full. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in getting a copy of Blender, and who isn't, get your butt over to iTunes. Review this show. Review this podcast using the word suffer. That still stands. I've got a couple of codes left for free downhills. Of, uh, downhills. Jesus, what's on my that's brain? That's weird that people Downloads. are not... That's where that people are not just rushing to hurt themselves with an hour and 40 suffer fest. Well, you can order... Odd. The great thing is with these codes, you can order any of the Sufferfest videos. So complete your collection and go from there. That's true. And for free, we will also, Pat or myself, will stick a uh, ice pick through your scrotum. Right. (laughs) Red hot ice pick through your scrotum. (laughs) Which would probably be preferable. Well, it's over quicker. (laughs) Yeah. Ah! Oh, thanks. God, I don't have to do revolver. (laughs) Am I fitter? Am I fitter from that experience? I'm at least better. shit. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks to Road ID. Of course, now those are clear. You're going to want to click on the the badge on packfiller.com. Get yourself a Road ID and identify your lifeless body so it no longer remains lifeless. 
or at least unfound. Yeah, exactly. So uh, thanks to those. All of them, you got to go over to our wonderful site, click on the banners, and then purchase through there. Unless you're the kind of guy or girl who wants that free video, and that's just a simple review on iTunes, not clicking the star. You got to actually include something and mention the word suffer. All right? You could say, I suffer through every episode if you want Ooh. to. If you want to, that would mean you hate us, but oh, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Again, we'll come I mean, over a lot with of times, scrotum. I mean, like suffering would be like a pope trying to do math. I mean, trying to figure out, trying to figure out you're, just how far back pie goes. You're never going <laughs> to. You're going to do this the whole show. The whole show is going to be completely useless. I'm going to stop here in a minute, but I'm just saying <laughs> that one's easy. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, before we get on with a new show, last show was over at River City Brewing Company. Thanks to our friends over there for hosting us at River City. We had a couple guys from the team. We had Gage, the owner of the brewery, and 3.14 beers, and I felt like the Pope. Fuck. Shut up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Give him harder references, please, next, people. Okay? Um, but that was that was a fun show. It was weird getting out for the first time. Uh, well, in a while. First time, first time in a while. Yeah. And uh, having six people on mic at the same time. Yeah, I, I'd be interested for feedback on that one, too. Yeah. Um, just to hear how that sounded to you guys, whether it was entertaining, whether it was too many people on mic yeah. at the same time. Because... I was. I had no idea Pat had that many mics. <laughs> I did. I had to scrounge through the studio. I think I've got three or four mics at my house, and I wasn't asked to bring one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I was. I was blown away that Pat, I'm like, wow, and they all have stands. Yeah. I am the drummer bitch of this band. Yeah. I'm the guy who shows up first. I was there 45 minutes before you, Your Highness, got there, mm -hmm. and um, I installed about. Well, I installed all the mics about. Um, 3.14 yards of microphone cord each. God, you're like the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and got everything ready to go. Got it all rolling. And I, th I was I was the cock of the walk, man. I thought I was so cool. We have our first interview with the guys from the brewery, the two brewers, really nice guys. Yeah. Gage, the owner. and Knowledgeable. E yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Emily, kind of their marketing guru over there. And... Uh, corrupted the file i would say one thing i think emily has like the longest legs i've ever seen on a girl her her height she's like five six she's mark like, you're a married man no i am but i noticed that like she has probably a 36 inch instinct i mean she is, i didn't notice i've been married for too long i noticed all i'm saying is she's like a head sitting on two legs that's called a ginormous cranium you've got, got extremely long legs thank you i had them lengthened now uh, they go all the way up they, they, they reach the floor now. <laughs> but uh, good show with them. A lot of fun over there talking to those guys. Good stories and uh, funny guys to talk to. But I screwed up the first file. I am going to admit that in 15 years of podcasting, I have never had a show go down. And this was the first show that went down. And I owe those guys an apology because I know they were not comfortable being on mic. The birds, they're, they're artists. They, they're, they put their work into their, their art into their beer. And uh, I don't think talking on a microphone was exactly something they were looking forward to. But if you were to actually listen to the show and you were interested in beer and how it was made yeah. and actually the people who make it, it would have been a good show. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring that back. Though. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, we're going to regroup. Those guys absolutely showed up, stayed late, wanted to be on the show, provided us with some incredible beer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so absolutely we'll, we'll be back in short order because – that's our mistake, not theirs. Yeah. And if they'll come back, which we hope they will, we'd love to have them back on the show and have that beer-making segment because yeah. 
I mean, absolutely. It's a uh, well, and I'd like to probably tie it in a little bit more with tying in the fact that there are cycling and beer go together extremely well. A lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of guys who go out and ride, and they're they might not be big winos, but they'll have a good good quality beer after a ride. So I yeah, I think it'd be fun to kind of tie it in. And Gage either. is a bike a cycling guy, and you know, hey, encourage the guys who do that kind of stuff. Either way, I mean, our show's half about beer. It is you know, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we we actually with pride drink a beer yeah. every show. Yeah, absolutely. We don't hide that. No, we drink more than a beer. I, in fact, we've been called out on the carpet. If Have I remember we? correct? Oh yeah. Do oh, you guys Dave. drink? Do you guys drink every show? You guys drink every show. Yeah. Somebody's interviewing us, and I think were we sipping a beer when he was asking us yes. if we drink every you drink show? Every show. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What do you do. think? We brought this shit out for you. <laughs> Freaking triathlete who probably doesn't even touch the stuff. No, he does. Dave does? Oh, yeah. Really? I see him drink. Oh. Great guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friends of ours. Yeah, no, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I need to, and I, I haven't dropped this on you, Mark, but um, I need to do a little bit of a serious segment here before we get into our, our full-on deal. Um, a friend of mine, Jenny Gartner, actually um, posted this on Facebook the other day, and this is in regards to an area, local area cyclist by the name of Mark Bender. I don't know if you know Mark. But um, and, I, and I have her letter here, and I hope she's okay with me reading it on the air. But um, this is something that's kind of important, and I think it's a, kind of a call for all of us. And, and even if you don't live in the area and had people deal with this kind of a situation, um, help us out. Um, she, she wrote this letter posted on our website. As many of you cycling um, has provided me with countless joys, opportunities, memories, and great lifelong friends. One of these friends teammate on the Moto Fish Racing Team that sponsored her 2012 and 2013 cyclocross season needs help. Mark and his wife, Sarah, were spending last week in Hawaii to celebrate their 15th wedding anniversary. They left their four, four boys at home. Well, on their last day, Mark suffered a catastrophic injury, a C6, C7 complete spinal cord injury. He had emergency surgery and is recovering in a Hawaii ICU for what they think will be at least two weeks before he's stable enough to return home. Excuse me. For those of you that know Mark, you know that he and Sarah lived and breathed cycling as well as their family and community. Their heart aches for what is going through and for what they will face in the future. It's about money, of course, you know, and not a lot of money to take care of this stuff. And, and what they did is they put together a great fundraiser deal going on here from uh, until the end of April. Their team, with the generous support of uh, team sponsor Doma Coffee Roasting Company and Vertical Earth Bike Shop in a um, city near us, they're holding a uh, what they call a La Bicicleta coffee fundraiser. Um, so you basically what you do, folks, is you go over to domacoffee.com, D-O-M-A coffee.com. You buy a pound of coffee on off of a link for $12.50, and all proceeds is going to help the Bender family. And I think that's pretty freaking cool. Bikes and beer and coffee all go together. We all suck down coffee, I'm sure, on a regular basis. And you're going to go and you're going to help out this guy. And um, so... I don't know him very well. I don't know Mark, but I know he's a cyclist. And if I, if I was in that situation, I would hope that. But you know her. Yeah, I know Jenny and well. She and she posted I, on our site. Absolutely. Yeah, and she, Pack Filler's given fifty bucks, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pack Filler's just given fifty bucks to the Bender fi family right here, we're, right now. We're throwing down fifty bucks. Right That's on. That's probably our annual revenue. It, well, minus forty nine yeah. ninety nine. Yeah. So we're gonna give fifty bucks. Pack Filler's given fifty bucks. We aren't buying coffee with that. We're just giving 50 bucks. I'm just going to donate it right there. Absolutely. So um, if you know Mark, uh, keep him in your thoughts. And if you're a praying person, keep him in your prayers. Uh, DomaCoffee.com. Get on there. Order a pound of coffee. They're going to ship it to you. You get a pound of coffee, and you're going to help this guy out. So 
on to the show. Let's. Oh, are we back to comedy? We should probably be silly and stupid now. But how are we best do wishes to the Nelson family and and their four yep. boys. And Bender. Bender, excuse yeah. me. I don't know why I thought Nelson, but Bender family. Right. I I don't know them personally, but no. I, I'm glad to see uh, Pack Filler stepping up, and uh, you know, absolutely. So. Best wishes to you guys. Let's get him home. Absolutely. Yep. Get him home. Get him safe. I saw him uh, the other day. I saw a video upload of him, and he said, "No matter what he does, he's going to walk. He's so, doing all right. Yeah. He's going to make. He's going to. He's a fighter. So great guy. Cool. <sighs> Cleanse the palate there a little bit. Um, I have balls. <laughs> I have three point one four balls. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm a bit of a freak that way. <laughs> Just like the Pope. No. <laughs> Dude, sorry to all of our uh, Latin American listeners. We're predominantly Catholic, and um, his name is Hodgson. H O D G S O N. Yes. How's your training going? Not bad. Um, this Shit. week actually really? not too good. Um, one ride the other day, and then I've actually had two days off, so I'm I'm a little behind the eight ball on this okay. one. But uh, great ride Sunday. Great ride Sunday. A little tough, windy. And cold. You, you were outside. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I've been outside. It was cold. It, it rained on Sunday. Yeah, I sucked it up. I went out for about two and a half hours and uh, just, well, no, it's about two hours. Probably about two hours. I, that's all the time I had. I swum, the, I swam that day, too. Did you? Yeah. So I, I, I swam about 2,000 yards and then went and rode. And uh, wow. Um, it was cold. I was underdressed. Okay. Um, I, my last, actually, my, I was in the same boat. My last ride was Tuesday. But it was on the trainer road, um, on trainerroad.com, and I got on there, and I had a, you know, I'm following their program, prescribed workout. I got two-thirds of the way. No, I didn't even get that. I got halfway into it, and my body was just screaming. It was every th- joint in my body was saying, don't, 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 don't. And you know what? I, we talk about suffering and all that kind of shit on here all the time, but I had to take a break. And I, I have taken uh, Wednesday and tonight – just to kind of recover. Holy shit. I've been mm-hmm. just, oh man. And I, I think I've plateaued and it's pissed me off because it's like, oh, I've gained, you know, it's gaining power, gaining power, losing weight. I've, I've lost 11 pounds mm-hmm. and uh, everything was going really well. And then all of a sudden it's just stopped. I just, mm. oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I need to get out on the road. I need some miles. The, the road actually, the, I just get outside every chance I get. I, I rode the trainer Tuesday. Also, yeah. I, I so I guess I'm I'm Wednesday. So you're in the same boat, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, um, but I just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little shy. I'm gonna try to train tomorrow morning before I've I've actually got a breakfast right. date at six thirty, so I gotta get up early. Holy shit! Hit the trainer and then go to breakfast. But, uh, um, you know, yeah. I am going to the Tri Cities this weekend for a soccer tournament, but I am bringing my bike because it's going to be fifteen twenty degrees warmer there than it is here. Hey, in between games, Daddy's going for a ride. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to be able to ride outside Saturday because we're going to triple play for my stepson's birthday. Oh, but I will be riding beforehand. I I tried to get it to where I could ride because we're going to triple play. So I think it's in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I've never been there. Hayden. Well, yeah, in between. I was gonna. I said, can I just ride to Coeur d'Alene and then I'll ride back? And no. You got shot it. down? Yeah, totally shot down. Really? Yeah. Even if you left like an hour and a half before everybody? Oh, no. They could have just picked me up. I would have just been at a Starbucks drinking yeah. coffee. Yeah. Why'd you get shot down? I don't know. That's not fair. I wouldn't either. I've done that a couple times with my wife when she yeah. we've been driving on a trip to yeah. go over the river and through the woods. I say, yeah. if I leave an hour and a half before you, just drive until you yeah. catch me. And then yeah. if you're pissed off, swerve a little bit and, yeah, and then collect the insurance. Way I'm stopped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> collect the insurance. Grab you know? the bike. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only person you'll ever have to tell about it is the Pope. Grab the bike. <laughs> Probably looks like 3.14 fractures <laughs> in my leg. Um. <laughs> Shit. We're getting lame. I I shouldn't be in on this because this is your challenge, so I got to shut up. It's just too easy. That one's, that one's actually... That one's too easy. I, I apologize to the person who submitted it. Please submit another one. Um, okay. Katniss Everdeen and Sean Kelly. Was Katniss Everdeen harder. and Sean Kelly was a good one. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, our clothing order has been ordered. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to get me through the plateau. I think so, too. I believe you're oh, in need of shorts, though. I'm pissed. I fucked up my order. There's our explicit How's rating. How's that possible? I, for some reason... I just didn't know what size short I wore. No, it wasn't that. It was, I, you know, because my of our club... grew between the time I ordered my shorts. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's our orders because I was so excited the fact, okay, we haven't had a new kit in a couple years, and we're putting it all together, and we got some sponsorship money to help pay for the stuff, and la 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 And I'm all paranoid about making sure, you know, I don't have to do a whole ton out of pocket. And so I put the whole order together, and all along it was like, okay, Pat's going to, you know, definitely I'm going to order two pair of shorts, two short sleeve jerseys, a long sleeve jersey, and then something else to make up the difference of whatever I had. And for some reason when I sent the letter to our guy in charge of it, I put one pair of shorts on my name, which is, it pisses me off. Who does that? Apparently me in some sort of an idiotic fuse state or something like that because I can't believe I put down one pair of shorts. So now I'm screwed. They say pack filler on them. Yeah. And I only have one pair. So sad. I'm going to be at stage races standing over a sink every night hosing off my shorts. So sad. Did you get a skin suit? No. I think I might have. I didn't get a skin suit. Well, I have the old skin suit. and I'm still racing that. Yeah, and I just... Oh, God. You I wear them once a year, twice I, a year. I feel like one of those um, really vain. How do I say this? I don't know. I, I don't know what you're going to say. I feel, like, I feel like a really self-conscious young woman in my, in my skin suit whenever yeah, I wear it. I feel true. like everybody looking at me. See, see what my fat pokes out. Yeah, me too. Quit looking at me. Quit looking at me. Shut up. And really, we're just, lo- really, we're just looking at your tits. Yeah, I should zip down a little bit, press them together. Yeah, maybe get some tip money. Yeah, rub rub them in somebody's face, not mine. <laughs> Jesus, I so I, I don't know. Come here, big guy. I uh, you know I think when you reach a certain age, it, it, a skin suit's good for time trials and that's it. I I'm gonna say his name. Roger wears him in crits. Yeah, drink. I did. Okay, I just did too. Um, and I, but I can't wear him in crits. I'm just yeah. not into that. So. Either way, it's not like I'm going to win or lose a crit based on my skin suit. Yeah, I'm not going to win a crit, but... Um, Unlikely for me to. Yeah. Ready to go? Topic? Yeah, hit it. Uh, we did a little thinking about a topic and where we we're going to take this tonight. And um, and you always seem to come up with this whole thing. You're, you're kind of like my wife in this sense. And I, I mean this as a compliment. Because um, it's always that concept where I'm with my wife. I'm thinking, okay... I'm going to make dinner every night. What do you want for dinner? She sends me an idea, and all of a sudden, I'm like, great, that sounds awesome. I'll make it. Blah, 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 blah. Dinner's awesome. Okay? You are the guy I say, what's the topic going to be? You say, well, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, great. I'll research it and get everything ready, and we'll do it, and we'll sit down and do a show. You came up with the topic of women's cycling. Yep. And um, we ha- I don't think we've done a show where we've talked about women's cycling. Nope. And I don't think that's fair. 
Fair or not, I don't. I, I think you know. I did a little research on Title Nine, and that's all about fairness. And yeah. quite frankly, I don't give a shit about fairness um, because <laughs> um, fairness <laughs> would have to do with um, colleges and everything else. And collegiate cycling has never really taken off. I mean, no. it did a little bit in the late '80s, early '90s. There was some interest in it by various colleges and yeah. and, and some good collegiate programs. Realistically, that then they promptly ignored it. Um, so, which is fine. So fairness and Title IX and everything else. The one thing is, I the one thing when I did research Title IX, which is interesting, who do you think introduced Title IX? What president? Oh my God! Um, Pretty liberal policy, right? Yeah. Saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to implement this throughout the nation, and we are not going to discriminate on gender. Carter. Try again. Am I around the right time? No. But prior? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of my liberal, liberal presidents. Liberal, huh? Oh, you said a liberal policy. It's a liberal policy. Oh, uh, by today's Nixon? Standards. Yes. No shit. Title IX put forth by Richard Nixon. Do you think that was pressured? No. Actually, I mean, if you look at Richard Nixon, by today's standards, he's too liberal to actually get elected by the Republican Party. In fact, yeah, he well, came up shit. with the Clean Air Act, the EPA, and Title IX. In fact, he's the one who instigated trade with a little country known as China because he thought it was a pretty good idea. Do you, first of all, I, I, I am going to say this before we even get into it. We are both pro women cycling. Very pro. More pro than I used to be. How are you, Title IX? Well, Title IX, very pro. I, yeah. I, I actually, okay. you'll hear good. that in the rant tonight. Good. I think, uh, um, well, you'll hear, you'll hear more about okay. that later. I think yeah. Title IX is great. Unfortunately, it really doesn't apply here. I, I wanted it to. Um, it doesn't, no. I was looking for Title IX to apply because I think Title IX has actually empowered a lot of women's athletics, and it may apply in an ancillary way. Big word, drink. But uh, okay. um, I think instead of that, I think Title IX is important to women. I don't know if it's necessarily the centerpiece of our discussion tonight. I think the centerpiece of our discussion is there has been a lot of talk about this movement, um, especially with, what's, with what has been going on in men's cycling, that it, there is a big movement that women's cycling is on the verge of something great. I don't know about great, but um, I'd, I'd like to talk about the sport, where it was, where it currently stands, and what, what, is, what can happen for it and how it can potentially grow. Um, I, I don't know. I, th I think... I don't think it's fair to compare men's and women's cycling. I never thought it has been. And um, I think there are a lot of ideas that can come out of this. And I, I did a little research, too, and there are things like what can be done to bring women's cycling to the forefront. And there are some ideas that were shared on an article I read. And I'll I'd like to hear those ideas right yeah. now, though. That's, yeah. I'd, I'd like to okay. hear before our discussion because I think, I think they're wrong. Okay. Uh, should I just, uh, yeah, you know how much em. I love lists. Yeah, no. So I'll just go hit through them. them in a list. Uh, number one, uh, men's pro teams having women's teams. Is that beneficial? I mean, obviously it's beneficial, but is that the, the path that needs to be taken? No, because that presupposes that men's teams are going to drag the women's. Yeah, and I, I also think that men's teams, I first of all, I, I'm going to say it right now, I think, I think cycling is one of the most chauvinistic sports on the face of the earth. Hands down. Yeah, and I think it, it. You're basing. You're trying to base a sport growth off of a formula that is that has rooted in women. guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think having men's pro teams 
forced to have a women's division is just it's it's a kind of a Title IX concept. It's the negative aspect of a Title IX concept where you've got these old guys going, oh, well, shit, we got to sponsor the girls, too. You know, there's no crying in baseball. All think, that kind of bullshit. I think that's a horrible, horrible. It, it, it creates a softball baseball mentality. Why can't we create women's cycling teams sponsored by women-oriented products and women-oriented lines? Who are we catering to here? Well, I think we can do better. Let's hear another, okay. another piece of that list. Uh, men's races having accompanying women's races. Once again, wrong. Um, I think it turns it into a sideshow. It turns it into a sideshow. What is the most popular, one of the most popular races in Spokane as far as triathlon? Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman triathlon. There you go. Yeah. You don't even have to think about it. No, absolutely. It's yeah. not, or is it uh, Valley Girl? Yes. Yeah. Valley yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Valley Girl is the one. I Wonder Woman is the other one that put yeah. on by the same promoters. Val- Sorry. Yeah. Wonder Woman was so popular. I mean, Valley Girl was so popular that Wonder Woman kind of came out for those who couldn't register quickly enough for Valley Girl. Absolutely. And, and for those who not in our area need mm-hmm. to know that it is a women's only triathlon. Mm-hmm. Only. I mean, the course is focused on that and, and the promoters focus on that. You know, it's and it's it's an okay course. It's like you're walking into a chapter of the world according to Garp. Yeah, but it's an okay course. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like wow, this is the greatest place ever to race. This is a race solely for women. Yeah. that is taken off. Do you think men had anything to do with that? I mean, the idea was that it was solely for women. Yeah. No, I mean, as a sideshow for men, no. So I say that is absolutely wrongheaded thinking, going along with the chauvinistic attitude that we've always had. Yeah. And, and and I think our attitude has been justified, and I'll get to that. But go on, next next list point. Lack of televised women's events. Televising cycling's hard anyway. It's oftentimes boring. Cycling. Um, yeah. As a whole. Television, I, unless you know what you're looking at. Are you, you kidding know. me? I watch the I watch the stages of the tour live at, at five o'clock in the morning yeah. on purpose because I sleep until I hear Phil's voice get excited. Yeah. And then I wake up. And it's on DVR, so I'll rewind it if I miss something. But there are a lot of times where you're just watching guys ride. Yeah, I mean, I slept in races. Um, probably, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, Could have. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's that boring. Okay, next. Television is not the answer. I think, I think, it, I think in terms of sponsorship it does. Um, you know, is it broadcaster's fault or is it the public who's... Who, in whose fault is I'll this? I'll get to it. I've got a plan. All go right. On. So I'm just I'm just going to go through my list, and then you're going to take over. Um, changing the Women's World Cup. Do we need to change the Women's World Cup? Absolutely. I agree. Um, what? Uh, I think there are so few stage races in, in women's racing right now. The days of the Orida race, uh, stage race, are gone, and I, I think they need to come back. I think the Orida, the Orida, for those of you who don't know what it was, was it was something. an 80s stage race in Idaho, 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. that was just women. There mm-hmm. were no men's fields, sure. and I think that's part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, a minimum wage for women cyclists. Nope. You don't think that's a, a problem? No. I think it would make a huge difference. I don't. I think it would make a huge difference because it would actually make it something very similar to what the WNBA became. It becomes something where a woman can make a make a living mm, eh. i don't know i'm i'm i don't think it's about money um as far as what the what the rider will make because male cyclists you know you you and i think Kristen cook is rightfully pissed about you know not being given her due as a great female cyclist um but i think she never did it for the money and she says she never did it for the money. But and she it's nice. obviously 
never did it for the money. But you got to have expenses paid. You got to get to your next race. You've got to be able to keep the lights on at home when you're not there. But that's the minimum wage for cyclists. But but the thing is, is Kristen Cook, the greatest, one of the greatest cyclists of all time, wasn't even being paid what she was contractually obligated to get. The minimum wage had nothing to do with it. She was contractually obligated to get something, and women sponsors wouldn't pony up. So make a minimum wage, make whatever you want, see if they get it. I think there's something more to it because when there's money driving a sport, people don't worry about getting paid. They don't. So here's my sure here's my do. here's my thinking. Here's I think my they thinking. Do. You and I talk about grassroots. You and I'm I not talk- finished with my list. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Go on. Um, I think that um, being that this is an extremely chauvinistic sport, I think that. Uh, Bikes, I think that products are very rarely designed from the women's perspective. I think the concept right now is to take a a regular standard quote-unquote bike, which is a man's bike, and tweak it. To fit it to a woman, sure. I asked my wife before we came onto the air on the air tonight. I said, "What What do you think about women cycling? What do you think needs to make women cycling successful?" She's not a racer; she doesn't race. But a few of the first things out of her mouth were, um, "I think that uh, bikes need to be more comfortable, saddles need to be redesigned, and the clothing needs to be completely different." Because this is what I like; these are the things I like. I don't want casual cycling clothes, but she's not going to wear our kit this year. Yeah, and I think they're. I think they need to develop. Con- much more women-specific design concept. I'll get to that. Okay, the female body's different, and manufacturers need to consider that, and they need to understand that. I think, um, okay, I'm going to talk about educational opportunities, but I think that's something where you're going to get. And I'm and my last one, I'm going to talk about something that I know you're going to get to in terms of development. So go. I'm going to start at the at the easy point because you okay. and I always talk about grassroots. We talk yeah. about... And I, I, the, the one thing that came out in last week's show that I did not know, and I believe Andre brought it out, was it Andre who said yeah. the average Cat 1 rider was 39? Yeah. Which We've is become ridiculous. a sport of old white men. And, and that's ridiculous. So, I mean, it is not that the 39-year-olds are the fastest in the sport. It's that the sport has, has gone that far afield. So we start, how do we grow the sport? Well, one of the things that's interesting with the sport is, and I say it every other show if not every show is that kids don't ride their bikes anymore no boys don't ride their bikes you just don't go and ride your bike anymore not the way we not the way most kids did maybe you do in europe and if you do i'd love to hear the different perspective of what's going on in in washington state a great place to ride a bike the best place to ride a bike kids aren't riding bikes yeah well how do you get kids on the bike well, one of the things kids are doing is organized sports. And one of the things that kids are doing is they're actually like soccer is different. When I was a kid, you played backyard soccer. Now you go to soccer. You have goals. You have people. You have teams. You know, you have snacks even. That'd be fabulous. I, never I miss snacks. orange slices. I oh, miss orange slices. Orange, but it's not orange slices. You can get like the Capri Sun and, and some crackers. Oh, shit. It's too. out of control now. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and so you have orange slices and crackers and everything. And maybe that's not the good thing, but you have this obesity problem in America. Yes, we're fat. Pat and I still bitch about our own fatness. Yeah, um, we're not radio DJ fat. Yeah, don't don't yeah. image picture us that way. No, but yeah. what I would say is, what could you do? And I think junior cycling has gone so far afield that what was the what was the field at state championships last year for junior cyclists? Four for men. Men. Uh, this was a crit, mind you. Um, I, you know, yeah, I think the biggest field they had was seven. Okay, seven. That's now, boys. Yeah, that's yeah. men. There were Women. no girls. There were no girls. Yeah. I think it is theoretically possible, and and I could be wrong, and I don't mean to say this that 
I don't want to take anything away from the female cyclists doing the sport right now because you could be very talented athletes. Oh, I don't Je- know Jenny you. Gardner, who I mentioned earlier in the show, this woman's a stud. No. She races in our field on the weeknight races, and she kicks our asses. Yeah, yeah. There, there are tough women out there, and I'm not trying to put down women riders at all. In fact, the women out there doing it, you deserve much praise for doing a very difficult oh, sport yeah. that nobody else is doing with you. Yeah. But I do think that you could take, if you were starting a junior program, I think you could take a girl, a talented athlete, out of a high school in Spokane, a talented athlete, and I think you could possibly have a national champion. I think you could also have a national team member. I think you could have possibly somebody who could go far on the world circuit if you trained her properly with nutrition and everything else. If you took a junior cyclist and took her and, and, and I'm going to say this only once, taught her to race like a man, which means taught her to race like a good rider, because it's no longer gender specific. Okay. The 80s female races were pretty funny. Um, I still remember racing with some of the national caliber female racers who'd get put into the junior um, Which fields, was insane, yeah. Which the junior field was insanely aggressive, yeah. insanely fast, and they were blown away. These were cat one, cat well, two the, riders. Well, it depends on who you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about the days of Rebecca Twig, Cindy Oliveri, Connie Carpenter. Those women were freaking amazing but the general women riders if they wanted to race hard oh you're talking race, about like local club riders well, local you're not club riders, national caliber riders i would say girls who are going to nationals you know definitely you know on a regular okay. basis okay. you know and actually showing up and racing in a men's field would change their perspective this substantially is my, this is my hesitant voice that's fine okay I'm saying that i think men's racing is very different from women's racing it is and and or it was what I'm saying is, is men race, men were taught to race differently. Men's fields are different. Everything is different from a men's field perspective. I think women just were in a different, a different mindset. Do you really? I do, do you think that is the difference between men and women just genetically? No. How we are, how we are designed, how our brains work, how we operate, or is that just simply bad coaching? Could have been. What I'm saying is, is there's no reason why you couldn't take a female cyclist right now, train her up, and make her a monster. And that's what I'm saying. Well, why isn't it being done then? I mean, if we I have... Don't know. Okay, we have... I, I, because I disagree with you. I mean, I, I, don't, I, think, I think there are probably women-specific coaches out there and women who are racing out there who would look at you and they'd tell you to F off because it's like, you know, I'm busting my ass. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. Um, now, am I going to say that the majority of, of races, uh, many races that I watch, uh, tend to be non-aggressive? I'm, um, I think it has been that way, but I don't think it's that way anymore. I disagree because what I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the senior women's field. I don't know what they're like right now. I don't care. Yeah. Why I not? Really, for this discussion, You're talking I really about, don't care. You want to talk about junior women. For development right now, you have no women in a junior field. No, I yeah, from our experiences and from what we see there is it isn't happening. Well, that's what I'm saying is I think it is girl, I think it is happening off road though. I I agree and I think if you were to take the right girl and put her in a junior program and put her on the road, you could yeah. make a monster. I think you could seriously make a monster for the junior program and create a world caliber rider in almost any locality with the right athlete. And it's yeah. not going to be any girl. I mean, I'm saying the girls who are out there writing right now, God bless you. But what I'm saying is, is if you were to create a junior program and you were to start with the girls instead of the guys, you would have low hanging. You could have low hanging fruit. You could you literally so? 
I think you could take a rider and, and place them high at nationals and maybe just spitballing here, get a bunch of other girls to do it. Looking at sports that we are currently a part of, that we see in a specifically a high school regimen, uh, because that's what you're talking about in juniors. Mm-hmm. What? Where do you pluck from? What? What girls do you go for? I mean, the cross country runners, soccer. I guess soccer. Absolutely soccer. Ooh, cross. Uh, yeah, lots of them. I think I. Man, I always remember. That. I think. I think it's for the mutant girls. I mean, it's for the girls who don't necessarily fit in. As I think it is for the guys, um, you get those cross country geeks, those skinny, peg legged cross country guys who are just gigantic lungs and where's, ready to dance. Where some of the best um, cyclists come from for the men out of Spokane, Washington? Roger Grink, soccer player. Andy McDermott, soccer, soccer player. Um, we also had a lot of a lot of runners, a lot of trackies. Yeah, a lot of runners. But I mean, all I say is, who does more? Um, like how, I mean, are there more runners or are there more soccer players? Tons. Yeah. There are a lot more soccer soccer players. That's why I say, where do you look, where do you draw from? Probably soccer. So why isn't anybody doing this then? I mean, we, we are not this brilliant that we're coming up with this huge epiphany. Mm, I don't think there's money to be made at it. I don't think there's a nickel in the short term. Um, I think you'd put your heart and soul into something that nobody cares about. Um, which is women's cycling. And I think there's every reason to care about it. And maybe I'm wrong. I could be dead wrong here. But women's cycling, when we were there, you have to understand in the 80s and 90s even, we were different. Our, our society was different. Our society, the Title IX issue, and that's why I say it's kind of an ancillary issue, yeah. of empowering women had not even raised its head. And... What I think you have now, you also have the triathlon movement, and I think if you could draw from there for for younger cyclists, that's great. As as with off road, I mean, you yeah. see a lot of girls doing that. Not a lot, but you do see it. But you could create something, and if women are there, and here's here's where I I say, I mean, I'm really doing this for selfish reasons. I think if you had the girls there, the guys would come. I think you could get guys into the sport if girls were doing it too. I think. Hmm. You know, you're saying that there's yeah. this, there's a there's a pack ride with 30 women going out, and you could go and probably hold your own and and meet a lot of girls. So you're bringing sex into the equation. I am absolutely, and that's the other thing I was going to say that your wife actually brought up before I did, is that she wants different clothing, and she's absolutely right. It's based upon this antiquated notion. If you look, at she doesn't want the half little little tiny little shorts. She doesn't want. What ASOS's current campaign of advertising to women? I don't know if you've seen an ASOS ad for for women's clothing. It's a fashion model with uh, no bra under her jersey, and she you can tell that it was cold in the studio. Or she's wearing a pair of bib shorts that just go between her breasts and and highlights that, which is an ad nowhere close to tied for women. You are not selling those shorts to women. You're selling that to a guy who owns a cycling magazine in the first place because cycling is a chauvinistic male-dominated sport. So no women play beach volleyball. I'm not saying that. I think, I, to be honest, I think beach volleyball, if I was a woman, I'd be offended by beach volleyball outfits. Maybe, but it's one of the most popular sports. As a guy, I enjoy watching it, not to be a gross pervert, but... Um, who are the stars? The men or the women? The women. And it's because of sex. Yeah. Why don't we just call a spade a spade? Why can't, I mean, there's a difference. I'm saying, you know, okay, great. There, there may be a gender role that women want. 
And and maybe I'm yes. I think I think that's your problem is you're talking about some women are okay with that role and some women are not okay with that role. And then you have to do you have to fit that in? I mean, I think guys are like, screw it, I'll show my junk, you know, whatever. Well, I I don't disagree, but what I would say is in this particular case, you have women who would be able to get a national championship, yeah, and 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 would be in the running, and. You know, the one thing I I will also say is, how many women cyclists have you dated? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How many women cyclists have I dated in my lifetime? Yep. Let me think. None. Me too. Well, my wife rides, but my wife did not ride before we met. I mean racers. Yeah. Um, For some odd reason, the men and the women, never the two shall There meet. were a couple I wanted to date at the Olympic Training Center when I was there. There were some um, pretty girls. Yeah, yeah. But no. what I'm saying is, is it was almost like a divisive sport. I was attracted to Paula Petzo and Rebecca Twig in my day and Marianne Berglund. Oh, Marianne Berglund was cute. Oh, she's a cute girl. I'm, she's, I'm sure she still is. I haven't seen her, but, um, you know, there are a lot of, yeah. But, but what I'm Not saying is... Not to objectify everything all of a sudden and make it look like we got two guys sitting in a studio talking about I, girls. Screw it. Objectification. Screw it. You I mean, screw it. See, I'm, I'm de-evolving right now. No, but, just, but, yeah, but, but, but so many sports have actually gone ahead by objectifying women. I mean, yeah. beach volleyball, even triathlon, all those sports have made yeah. a feminine positive and 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 yeah, sex was a part of it. And oh okay, well there's this puritanical view in in the United States that women can't be sexual objects. And and that's probably true because it does denigrate women. I got it. I got so it. no so no topless crits. Well, that was my well. I mean, I thought that would draw. <laughs> um, I I didn't come through that like I lingerie thought, football. But what you have right now, I guess my point is with this is that men dictate or or former male styles from really turn of the century, nineteen hundred, yeah. is what dominates um, cycling jerseys today. That's yeah, what it is. It's absolutely, it's a male dominated sport coming forward. I guess this is the point: is that like swimwear from nineteen o four has changed also. Yeah, and I, and I guess. Women are okay wearing bikinis if they have beautiful bodies, and they, they wear it, and they, they like that. They, they, it's something they enjoy. I don't know why. I really don't. No, I know no. I enjoy it. Um, but it's same re- no, it's, strangely enough, it's the same reason why I don't like wearing my skin suit, because I feel, I feel insecure in it. Roger, drink, 
it feels okay wearing his skin suit because he's fit and his he, I think he puts baby oil on his legs or something like that. Because I mean, they always shine. And they look it's great just, too. He's so hot. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. But uh, but what I would say is, and we're not gay. <laughs> no, we a little. Not that there's anything wrong with we that. We might be a little gay at the Pack Filler Podcast. Hell I mean, yes, we shave our legs. Yeah, we're a little gay. But we kiss after every show. Oh, oh, that was supposed to be a secret. Damn it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess my point is, is it's very similar to swimwear. Is we we've completely desexed the sport, and 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 in the 1980s, I think it's fair to say that. Very few male cyclists ever got together with a female cyclist because they're different worlds. And I guess that's why I say you teach someone to race like a man or and – I, and I guess maybe that's, that's the wrong way to put it. Race like a good cyclist. And, that, and, that, and, that, and women are different nowadays too. I think the, the women's cycling movement is different, I think. But an aggressive race-from-the-front attitude that everybody could take should be done. And I also don't think it's women's-only races necessarily, but I do think that would be a great way to start. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you should do a women's only race and promote the heck out of it and fund it and make it cool. Um, and, and I guess that's where we start. So if you want to go from a ground up movement, I think you start with the girls because you have the most room right there. Right now, if we go men, it could be possible. And I'm, I'm certainly open to ideas. But I think if you go with a man's junior program, we're trying to rebuild what what built us, if you will. Yeah. OK. And, and that's a different world. I think there is a tremendous opportunity for growth in female cycling right now that you could take someone who's a talented athlete and actually get some great results. Um, and that's not to bag on anybody who's doing the sport right now. In fact, I'd say work harder to beat that bitch. Did I just did I say bitch? bitch? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I I just think I think also the market and and what we're talking about and I was t- I was talking earlier about women specific concepts and products. Terry Cycling has a catalog, all women specific. Uh, Luna with the Luna bars, even though I eat them and they're delicious. They are good. And, and the my, lime, yeah. Oh, oh my boobs good. don't get any bigger, so it's it's nice yeah. that way. Because I was I you know I'm, these are just for women. So what's going to sure. happen to me? Am I going to be eating estrogen? Um. There are clothing manufacturers who are understanding this and things like that. But I mean, I did throughout my research, I found stuff. When you Google women's cycling, it's horrible. Right now, what you come up with is um, I came up with honestly very little to nothing. I came up with one person who's a coach. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of the top hits on Google, mm-hmm. which means this sport has been around for a long time. We had a women's tour de France. We, United States had. has has had. the yeah we had United States had the first Tour de France winner in the women's mm-hmm. you know and and do we get credit for it? Well, how about this? Marianne Martin won the won the first Tour de France for the United States. But what about what about Jeannie Longo? Yeah, and I mean you know I mean France actually had a female winner. For years, absolutely. Jeannie Longo was kicking ass for years. Oh how my many, god! How many I think she's probably still racing for Christ's sake. Although she might have been busted for something. Eh, yeah, but either way, she's a she's a groundbreaker. <laughs> you know. Damn right. Yeah, but, yeah. She she, <laughs> she got busted for EPO before everybody else did. Yeah. No, um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I think that a lot of the industry is not capitalizing very hard on this. Um, you've got a brand like Trek who has women specific design, but is there anything that is just all one hundred percent, go for it. Well, I think that's silly to look at it that way, though. I think you have to build it from the rider. 
and and that's that's the way I'm I'm looking at this right now is you build it from the female rider. You're looking at the trees. I'm looking. She at She could ride. No, I'm looking at the forest. The 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 literally, I think you could take and build a forest from female riders who will ride on anything. Put them on a mountain bike with slicks um, and see what they do. You know, get people excited about what they're doing. And I think you could get girls excited about what they're doing if you changed our mindset. And I guess that's my point is yeah. just how chauvinistic we've been. Um, and, and we have been, or at least I have been, of, you know, how women's sports are perceived and how cycling is. Because realistically, if you want this to work, we're all in this together. And yeah. I think you're going to have to change women's cycling because I, I really put it to the beach volleyball and how cool people love beach volleyball. And there's the women's That's beach volleyball. That's a fine line, though, I think, too, that, that has to be walked very precariously. Well, I agree. But what I say is it doesn't detract from the men's. The men's beach volleyball gets up there and they, they throw down and they're yeah. fun to yeah. watch. And we enjoy that sport. It's a different sport. It's completely different. And yet it works so well and both people benefit from it. But I also think there's not that noticeable difference. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to say this because it, it's true. Let's be 100% true here. If if not, you can send me an email. Uh, men's and women's beach volleyball, you're not noticing the speed of how fast the spike is between the men's and the women. Maybe you are. But if you have a men's, a women's crit finals pros going at one point and you watch the crit go for an hour. And then the pro men line up, and they do the crit. Everybody in the stands after the first lap when they come through and their hair's blowing sideways goes, holy shit, these guys are going a lot faster. Well, duh, of course they're going a lot faster. It's not a fair comparison. And I, th I think we need to get to the point where there are these separate events. I th and as we said earlier, having these events where you have men's races and women's race and races accompanying each other I don't think it's fair because I don't. I, I think what it does is it all of a sudden sets a standard for women's racing that that isn't going to happen. Um, and but now, are you saying, you know, especially when when it comes to juniors, are we going to approach women's training the same way we approach approach men's racing? I don't think you can do that. I think you have to come at it at a different angle. I think you have to understand that men and women think differently, and you need to approach it accordingly and think about that that way. I wish we could have had Jenny on the show tonight because she's freaking horse and she's stud. Well, no, that's Power. that's my point though. Is I think women would race. You know, I think I think if you if you put it in there and build the culture, it, it will follow. Yeah. I, I mean, right now, what's the culture that's been built? I mean, there it, it's it's been stop and go, stop and go, stop yeah. and go. And, yeah. and and where are you going to race in a field as a woman? No, I I agree, especially when you're you're showing As up a to a race, rider? showing up to a race, and yeah. there are there are three to four women. They're not going to build a category for you. No, that's what I mean. And let's say you're just going out, and then you're just time trialing for the win against two or three other women. Yeah, and the and fitness that's a big race. and the fitness difference is so huge yeah. that that the one who gets third is going. Why the hell did I pay to do this? I can I can go out on my around my block for an hour and a half and suffer and finish at my house. But my point is, is if you if you take the talented athletes and they create a field and it's aggressive and it's it's like what 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 men race aggressive yeah. big fields, I think you'd see. I think 
I think it's human racing. And I guess that's my, um, and, okay. and you know, that's why I used the B word earlier is because you'll think of that as a man too of, Hey, I'm coming to get you, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a man against a man, you know, Absolutely. like I'm coming to get you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and so that's the way I see it is like, look, you build a culture and you build the field. Spokane, I guess is no different than any other city. And yet there's so many talented writers that have come out of here. Absolutely. You know, there's more talented writers that have come out of here than Tacoma. And Tacoma's <laughs> bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I would, I'll put money on it, you know, and there's, there's talented athletes. I mean, you know, and that's part of my rant later, but my issue is, is I think you have something that's completely untapped, completely unused yeah. and something that girls would like. And, and that's, that's the key. So you need to, I think, so I think what it comes down to is you're talking about a marketing ploy. You need to be able to sell this sport to, to kids, to young women. You need to make them see that there's something to look up to, that there's something to achieve. Um, and you need, they need to see that there's competition. And I, I don't, I mean, I think it's going to take more than just two guys sitting in a studio talking about it. I think you're going to need uh, promoters. I think you're going to need effing USA Cycling and Ted Chauvin. Sorry, buddy, but. I haven't seen shit, um, and I'm not happy with USA Cycling right now, but that's a whole nother show entirely. I don't think the money is going to the right places. Well, it shouldn't go to a bike. Um, Fuck no. You know, I mean, right now, nobody's riding them anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't go to a bike, and it shouldn't go to wind tunnel tests. It shouldn't go to VO2 tests. No. It should go to get kids on bikes. Yeah. And, and I guess when I look at the most untapped market, it's women. It's got to be without women. a doubt, without a doubt. And, and, and what women don't like to ride bikes. Sure. Girls. I mean, my, my wife and I talk, her favorite thing was her bike too. You know, everything. I mean, this is a universal experience that, oh, by the way, as men, we just went ahead and said, yeah, thanks, hon. Why don't you cook me dinner? Um, Bullshit. I cook dinner. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you're a good cook. <laughs> but my, my attitude is, is I think it's a chauvinistic sport. And we should start listening to women. And I also think that could actually be what saves the sport. If we want to get juniors involved, perhaps a new sport for women that's hard and satisfying would suffice. Maybe women would embrace the sport that men won't. Yeah. I mean, we've tried everything else. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, even, even a, a, female specific fondo or something like that you know even just that introduction concept where it's not you have to line up you have to have a usa cycling license you have to race you have to if you get dropped you're bored and you're alone and cycling's a wash um i think with anything i wish there were types of events that gave you that introduction that taught you that racing was fun but like triathlon like that concept in age group triathlon I brought, I've come up with this many times on this show where it pisses me off because cycle, road cycling, especially mountain cycling, eh, mountain cycling kind of gets it because you're, it's you against the course. Mm -hmm. But in road cycling, you are, it is you. As soon as you get dropped, your day's over and you're a failure. And that is, is people are going to get discouraged. They're going to say, so fuck it. Why am I going to do this again? There's no point. And so, and I think if you're trying to build a sport and you've got three women showing up to a start line and, the, and I've never raced before as a woman and I am last by 15 minutes, I'm not going to come back next week. Or I might come back next week, but not the week after. Yeah. You and know? then I'm done. I quit. Yeah. And, and I think I, you know, I, God, it's so hard. How do you slowly build something like that? Because it's going to be a slow build. 
But how do you do something like that? How do you get uh, some a high school kid to say, I want you to spend your entire summer racing your bike with us against the same three women? Well, you do it like Kristen Cook did it. You do it, you do it instead of um, limiting yourself. I mean, you're going to need some money, and you're also going to need to look at it from a perspective of geographically, I'm going to go where the races are. Yeah, and then, but then you're then you, all of a sudden it costs money. I just told you it costs money. Yeah, but that's the problem. I mean, you you've got this money involved, and you've got a kid who's saying, "Fuck it, I could play soccer all summer, and I got a tournament here, a tournament there, a tournament there, a tournament there." Yeah, but what if you have a couple good races? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be negative about this. I think it'd be awesome. I would love to go to the high school I teach at tomorrow and say, "Screw it, we're starting a women's cycling team here." No, you don't do that. Or no, what I mean is in in conjunction with our men's because all the guys in the high school want to race mountain bikes. That's what I'm running into. Yay! Yeah, but, um, and so I'd love to be able to you know say, hey, we also have a women's division. We I did have one girl a while back. She was interested. She wanted to be a trackie though. And our nearest track is 350 miles away. Well, well, I hope she likes to drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because it's not going to happen otherwise. But they'll do that for soccer tournaments. Well, I've got kids. I know kids in my school who drive to Seattle every weekend, 350 miles away from where we live, every weekend for a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Shit, get them on the track. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway. I, uh, I guess the point is, if you look at the, the market with the most untapped potential, it's got to be women's cycling. 100%. 100%. And if you look at the market with the most potential, and I, I'm not, I really have to speak very carefully here, and I don't think I have, but I think if there's a potential for a women's champion, even world or national, to come from very humble beginnings, here it is. I Yeah, I, I can't talk on that because I don't know. But I don't either. I agree, yeah. Just by numbers. And that's yeah. why I say I have to speak carefully because there could be the next Greg LeMond of yeah. of How many women's major, major drug busts have we had in the last two years in women's cycling? Very, Is it clean? Is it Paniagua? No, nah, it's not. Um, it's I mean, like even Kristen Cook says, like, you know, she stayed with a bunch of her teammates and she ended up throwing a bunch of medications that happened to be in the fridge out. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't think one... Is one it not group, being tested, do you think? or is it, it comes back to money, though, doesn't it? not getting the press? It? Well, testing costs money. Yeah. And so when you when you have uh, Lance Million, Lance Million, Lance Armstrong, who's that worth was $100 million, Yeah. Yeah. Who's worth $100 million Not and, much longer. And, <laughs> yeah. Bad day. Yeah. And so uh, you, have, you have Lance Million, who's worth all this money, and you have all these this money tied up in men's professional cycling, which yeah. we're now learning was a mistake. Um, you have all this money tied up there. Well, then the testing's going to go there, obviously. I mean, you know, once again, the kickball association, all those druggies there yeah. that, I, that I brought out, you know, I mean, and Frickin', thank God. Yeah. And, you know, we, we you know, you, USADA does test all Olympic sports. So thank God baseball's clean. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no money there. No. Um, so thank God for that. Um, once again, great job, Travis. Yeah. You're a fuck. And um, anyway, <laughs> I mean, you're just a fucking idiot. And so anyway, I hope you listen to the show. Love to have you on. Yeah. And uh, so I, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that, one, there's a witch hunt. Great. And you didn't pay attention to any of the other Olympic sports you're supposed to do. And thank God track and field's clean. But anyway, and swimming's <laughs> got to be fabulous. But, uh, <laughs> you know, women's cycling, obviously, there haven't been many huge busts. But who's to say it's clean? I don't know. I mean, 
the athletes themselves, their own anecdotal evidence would say that it was dirty, just like men's. And why wouldn't it be? Yeah. You know, other yeah. than they probably didn't have the money for the really good drugs like the men did. I mean, I would say, or that's it was less reason. frequent. Yeah, from what you hear about EPO, I mean that it was it's a spendy and it went into the the programs of the individual mm. riders. And if you've got a rider making several million dollars a year, they're going to be able to afford the, to cover up a huge EPO program. If you've got a uh, a cyclist who makes ten thousand dollars a year and that all goes into travel expenses, I don't think EPO is going to be high on their budget. And I may I may have I, I hopefully didn't put the wrong but Kristen Armstrong is yeah is one of the great writers I want to make sure I've, is it Kristen Cook is I, it Kristen? I, 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 I don't forget. know I've been trying to it's, ask she's a British writer um I, I just I, I'm just Kristen Armstrong Nicole Cook Nic oh Nicole shit Cook. am shit. I gonna have to go back through and ed re re-edit no, every I, single time you say sorry Kristen Cook? I knew because it was Kristen Armstrong and I want to apologize to Nicole Cook because she's one of the best female cyclists ever Kristen's pretty studly Kristen Armstrong's fabulous yeah um you know, gold medalist. Thank you. Yeah, um, she's but a Nicole freaking Cook, machine. Nicole Cook won the um, women's Tour de France several times and all that stuff. Um, Nicole Cook, sorry about that. And I'll, I'll first to apologize. I when I said it again, I thought, oh, I'm wrong. Um, you know what's funny? And mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not busting your balls on this. Um, that has to say something about the popularity of the sport. It does. Um, Why didn't you know that name off the top of your head? Had to look it up. Why didn't you know that name off the top of your head? Is there no, why don't we have enough cycling magazines that occasionally put a woman on the cover? No, it's true. And Nicole Cook, though, I mean, when I read about her, she's a real deal. Yeah. The thing about Nicole Cook, and that's why I really wanted to make sure I had that right, was um, Nicole Cook. You're saying that. You, that's 3.14 times you've already said it. Well, she's like the Pope of yep. cycling. Um, so <laughs> she's a Pope of cycling. That's the best one. Retire <laughs> it right there. Okay. So, uh, but I, I do think, I think. You look at someone with her record, and I, I actually read about all yeah. of her stuff, and she maintains that she raced clean. She comes out and says Lance Armstrong should go to jail. Um, Shit. Also, she says, I raced clean all these years. I did amazing things, and now everything I've done is horrible. And she makes the point, too, this is one thing I didn't think of, that there were all the guys that raced clean that now work minimum wage jobs because yeah. Lance Armstrong raced dirty. Yeah. And that's I think that's a point she – that's a point well taken. Um However, everybody knew the score. So I don't know, but she says, and she's one of the best female cyclists ever, that she did it clean. Yeah. And so I'm going to take her at her word for right now, just like I did everybody else. Yeah. And say, you look at her and she comes out, but she had an education from Dartmouth and everything else. So she's a smart gal. But I mean, you look at that and the greatest female cyclist, one of the greatest ones of all time is hardly known. Kirsten Armstrong. Yeah, um, Kristen. Uh, I'm sure that Kristen always. How many times do you think she's had to say, "No relation"? Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you you just don't know. And so Jeannie Longo, most people don't know who she is anymore. Well, I remember the know. days of of winning and Velenus yeah. when Velenus was in its infancy. I mean, you would have those things. You would read a lot about that kind of stuff. Connie Carpenter, for crying out loud, um, you know, incredible writer. But um, we don't get that press. Women's cycling morphed into something different yeah. and i think you could morph it again you have so much room to grow that sport however you want and um even if it didn't become the next beach volleyball i think it could become the first women cycling and the best thing ever i think yeah. it really could be something and i mean what a great thing for women i think there has to be a focus on it though it has to be understood that the races aren't going to be the same you have to tweak the races you have to understand 
that uh, the courses have to be different, that, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of women's race end in a field sprint, but not anymore. You know, back in the 80s, I saw a lot of men in field sprints. Um, how do you how do you change sport? How do you make it happen? How do you make it something where the women shine? How do you coach? Yeah. How do you coach? It's how do you coach the racing? Where if you have fields, I think people will race like people. I think whether yeah. you're man or woman, people will race like people. And when you get to those aggressive, big fields, people will race like people. Man uh, or woman. We're late in the show, but I'm, I, it just popped into my head. Maybe it's team size numbers, too. True. Maybe if you only have three women on a team, you can't control the field. You Maybe can't not. attack one after another after another when no. you've only got three girls. No. I mean, I don't know that I don't know what the what the team sizes they're throwing out there now are, but maybe we will. Maybe you know, maybe because I know you know we mentioned uh, uh, Jenny in here. Maybe she's going to listen to the show and she can provide us with some information about what field sizes are like. Gals like Katie Compton in the cyclocross world, freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I, why don't we see her on the road? Or if we do, why aren't we hearing about it? Sure. Before we get to your rant, Milan San Remo is this weekend. Did you I know, know that? Yeah. Um, do you want to throw out a prediction? Just and we look like an ass for the people who listen to the show after Milan Sanremo. I know I, I can't pre- even throw out a. Who, who's your Primavera? Um, I'm going Peter Sagan. Guy's flying already. He's yeah. uh, he's had some big results already. Um, I I see if if his day goes well, I think he's going to fly. I think um, a guy like Fabian Cancellara, who I can't believe you know he's still fighting. I think his team sucks right now, and he's got a team of guys that he Fabian's style of riding is to get to the front and just hammer. And um, I don't think he's got a lot of races that he's going to win this year because he doesn't have a team behind him. So I think this might be good if he could do one of those. Big, huge attacks on one of those last climbs and just fly down the descent into San Remo. So that was actually my pick. Was it Cancellara? Okay, so I'm going to go with Sagan. You want to go with uh, Cancellara? All right, there we go. You have just received insider information from two guys sitting in the inland northwest, nowhere near the Bro Peloton. Come bring it. Las yes. Vegas odds. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Although we do have the number one basketball team in the country, but we don't talk about basketball. Um, I, I think we're probably ready for a little rantage. Wow. Oh man, I'm exhausted. I don't know if we got to any solutions on that women's cycling thing. So hopefully you're going to talk about that one without further ado, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mark Hodgson. Hello. And I will make a confession after tonight's little podcast. I have yet to watch a WNBA game. I feel that the WNBA is simply a knockoff on the NBA and yet so much less fun to watch. That's the deal. That's just how I feel about it. And in fact, when you add thuggishness and boorishness, both the NBA and the WNBA suck. If you happen to be a basketball fan, now's a great time to find a new podcast. However, that's not to say that the WNBA players aren't fabulous athletes. That's not to say that girls don't play basketball in great numbers and enjoy the sport. I think it's, it's pretty amazing what the WNBA has accomplished. And in fact, the WNBA has been bolstered by a little thing called Title IX, which gave female athletes equal playing field in college sports to go ahead and progress through the ranks. There are now dreams for little girls. If you pick up a basketball, you can go somewhere. However... Unfortunately, for most basketball players, football players, baseball players, even soccer players, roughly 1% of them make the big leagues. That's the deal. 
when you are a senior in high school as a basketball player and you end up on that state team and you throw down for that three point at the last three seconds and you miss or you make it, likely that's your last game. That's it. It's over. And it doesn't matter how good you are. You could be pretty good for high school. You could be pretty good for college. Odds are you're done by 21. This should not carry over to lifetime sports such as cycling and triathlon or even running. Those sports are grossly underfunded, and they're not grossly underfunded by Title IX. Title IX was a great step forward that created some amazing things, including the WNBA, which made little girls' dreams come true. But there are very few dreams for girls. And in fact, the one thing that's kind of universal with this show is everybody loves to ride their bike. You heard Andre last week talk about how he still has hope for cycling, even though he saw it in its darkest days. At its worst moment, he still thinks it's the greatest show on earth. And why can't it be the greatest show on earth for girls too? I don't see why not. And in fact, there's so much room to grow. I think in any community in this country or throughout the world that women's cycling has the most room to grow of anybody. And you know what? We all love it. So why not embrace it and turn it into a women's sport where appropriate? I'm not saying that men have to go ahead and be second place or first place, but men have been first place for a long time. I have a daughter now. If she has dreams of being a cyclist, I sure hope she doesn't have dreams of being a man cyclist, a male cyclist, because guess what? As male cyclists, we screwed up the sport. We made it dirty. All of us are guilty of that. All of us. And women share none of the blame. If you have testicles, you're at fault, okay? So why don't we go ahead and create a sport where it's actually woman-friendly? I'm not saying that the racing should be woman-friendly, and I'm not saying that the racing should be easy, and I actually disagree with my counterpart, Pat, where he says we need to modify the races. I say make them as hard as you want. I'm not ever going to say that women are less tough than men. I think you make the races interesting. I think you encourage aggressive behavior, and I also think that you can make it female and not trashy. To that end, I think the growth of this sport is in female cycling. And I think if you have a bunch of female cyclists, men will follow. And I don't think that it's that far off the mark. Maybe tonight, maybe it won't work. But I think for tonight's rant, for us to sit here as men who gained so much from that sport to think that our daughters can't benefit from it, I think that is chauvinistic to the extreme. And to that end, that's my rant. Thank you so much. In the Pack Filler Studios, my name's Pat Bolzer. I'm Mark Hodson. That- Go. No, no say it. was like 3.14. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> it's good to be the Pope. It's good to be the Pope. 3.41 times. See, see you next time. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.